Welcome to Had a Magical Day, the podcast about Disney parks that's like taking a vacation in the middle of your day. So hello, we'd like to welcome you to another exciting podcast episode of Had a Magical Day. I am Andrea and I'm along with my good pal, Scott. Scott. (laughs) Hi, Andrea. Oh, and today we've got a very special, special episode. Maybe a little sad, maybe a little sad, but that's okay. We're, you know, we're a um, spectrum. No, no, no. I think it's, I think it's kind of happy in a way. It's nostalgic. Yeah. Nostalgic, but it might make folks feel a little like, oh, okay, sad <laughs> might be a hard word. Uh, we're going to talk about lost rides. So rides that maybe you remember as the kid that you really loved that are no longer there and, um, and, and bring back some memories because like yeah that. that's how I prefer to think of it it's going to bring back some happy memories so um I really want to hear about one ride Andrew that you remember that I, I never went on and I'm kind of kicking myself because it sounds like a ride I really would have loved so why don't you start with that ride first and then I'll do one after that okay so the ride I'm going to start with is something called Body Wars and I had to look it up because I distinctly remember the ride and I really remember being weirded out by it, but I, I couldn't remember the name of it. But then when, it, when I read the description, I'm like, oh, that was totally it. So this, this ride was in Orlando and what they did, you went in and they said, oh, you're now part of some crazy experiment and we are gonna shrink you down to you know, molecular atomic size. And I remember as the ride moved, you would get like smaller and smaller and smaller. And then it'd be like, and here's a paperclip. And, you know, it would be like a 25 foot tall paperclip. It wasn't a paperclip, but a 25 foot tall paperclip that would show you just how small you are. And then you would begin your, they would take you kind of through the human body. And I, I don't remember exactly, you know, kind of what the premise was. I think you were, you were fighting something. I could look that up. Um, but it was really interesting. And as a small child, I was thoroughly weirded out and kind of intrigued by it. Because I, I remember, like, I, I think I remember being a little confused, like, wait, maybe I am shrunk. And then at the end, they would kind of bring you back to full size again. That was kind of like, they're like, we're going to make you big again. Mm-hmm. So weird, 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 confusing ride for a small child. But I, I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, it sounds a little bit like a Fantastic Voyage. I don't know if you're familiar with that old science fiction movie from I don't know, the 60s, maybe, or maybe in the 50s, where humans were like shrunk down and then injected into the body. Yeah. So similar idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but just like, I think part of it as a, as a kid was just being a little confused by it. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I went on, I think probably again as a teenager and, you know, obviously understood better, but um yeah, it was interesting. I had fun on it and I, I liked it. So that, that's kind of one of the lost rides that, you know, maybe today if we went back, I'd be like, oh, this is silly. But as a kid, I just thoroughly loved it. So. Yeah, I mean, it sounds cool to me. I mean, from my point, I like science fiction and like movies like that. So it, it seemed like it was an interesting way to learn about the body, right? And how, is, yeah. like you said, if you're an adult, you understand how the body, you know, uh, fights infection or whatever because I think it was a splinter or something that yeah that sounds uh, right yes, yes, yeah yes. yeah so you mentioned uh, you know Orlando I think most of the rides we're going to talk about were in Orlando just because you and I spent most of our time in Orlando um, if we have time we'll do Disneyland if not maybe we'll do a, a separate episode maybe have a guest who has a lot of memories from from the old Disneyland and can 
talk about some of those lost rides as well. Right. Yeah. So, so my number one lost ride, which I think I've mentioned on the show before, is the the twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Ah, uh, yes. Ride, yes. and it, I like I loved it for a lot of reasons. One was growing up, you know, I, I had read read the book uh, as a kid, and then. Uh, they had a movie. It was one of Disney's first live action films. It wasn't, it wasn't the very first. I think Treasure Island was the very first one. But it was a very high production film, really good science fiction film with uh, Kirk Douglas and James Mason as the lead characters. James Mason was Captain Nemo and won Academy Award for special effects. Um, uh, so that was a reason I was looking forward to the ride. And just the uh, the ride itself when you go on it so they have the the boats the the ve- ride vehicles looked you know exactly like the the nautilus in the movie and you go in there and like the hatch is open at each end and you you, you walk down the stairs and you sit in the seat and then the hatch would close and you would start to descend into the ocean you know and at first you know it's kind of it was kind of uh an homage almost to kind of the older style rides in the sense that it was kind of cheesy. You know, you see fish and you know, they're fake fish. Like, and then you go down a little further and you come to the lost city of Atlantis. Now it's now, and then that starts to get more effective when they get deeper and, you know, and then, and then you get attacked by a giant squid, which is a big part of the, of the movie and book as well. Uh, but it was just to me as, you know, I was fairly old at that time. I was like 12 or 13, the first time I was on it. So I didn't think like we were on a real sub. I didn't think we were going to go down like, we're going 20,000 leagues under the sea, but it certainly felt like the way they did it, like the, the boat shakes and the bubbles and the light change. Right? So it, felt, it feels like you're going further underwater. Right. Like I didn't think I was going deep, but I thought it was maybe 20 feet underwater or something. And, uh, and then later on when I was riding the, the skyway over the ride, I realized it was just a flat track the whole time. <laughs> it just goes around in a circle. Um, but that kind of made it even more impressive to me that, with very simple effects, they really gave you the sensation that you were uh, descending deeper into the water when you're actually not. No, absolutely. That's kind of the fun of it is, you know, they do such a good job with making you feel like you're inside the human body and on a molecular level, or you're 20,000 leagues under the sea. And I, I, I remember 20,000 leagues under the sea too, and also being freaked out. And I was pretty young. So I, I was pretty sure that we were, yes, actually very deep under the water because how else could a giant octopus attack us unless we're really deep under the water so you know well done and i don't think i knew anything about twenty thousand leagues under the sea so i didn't have any background but yeah really totally enjoyed that it was like very kind of clever fun ride yeah and you did and you didn't need to know anything about the story to enjoy the, enjoy the ride which is true with a lot of these rides i mean i was thinking about that and on a list of some of these rides they're older rides and, you know, when we had Julian, who was anti-Disney, like she made the point that a lot of these rides are just like you get at your local amusement park. Uh, the difference is, the, A, the execution of it, but also all the rides have a story. Right. Like all those old, all the rides in Fantasyland, that the kids, they're all, they all have a story and they take you on a little adventure, which is not the case when you were kind of at your local amusement park or carnival. It was just a, a ride that's a thrill for the thrill of it. Right. Um, so, and I think that's why also a lot of these, rides that are no longer exist have a lot of uh, nostalgia and bring back a lot of good feelings for people because they were such a good good at telling stories and taking on a little adventure yeah and and they're really well done i mean you know you you could have kind of probably cheaped out on that ride 
and not have that effect, but really, you know, they kind of had the vision and the creativity to kind of go all in with it and make you make a little kid feel like, hey, wow, or an older kid in your case, Scott, hey, wow, I'm really deep under the water when in reality, you know, it's right there. But yeah. Clever. And, and, and for people who maybe aren't as old as us or didn't get a chance to go on these rides, um, this one in particular, there are different versions of it still existing sort of in one way or another in Disneyland. It's a, a Nemo-based submarine ride, like uh, not not Captain Nemo, but uh, Nemo from uh, uh, Dory. Uh, Dory. Dory. Nemo. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Uh, well, yeah, Finding Nemo is the, the first movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think in uh, Tokyo they have a version of it as well. And yeah, I believe in Paris they had something similar. I think it was more of a walkthrough. Yes. Yeah. There's a walkthrough one in Paris and a walkthrough one in, in one of the parks in Tokyo. And then one of them has the actual ride. I think. And I was just looking up and I think part of the reason they needed to get rid of the ride is I guess they couldn't make it ADA compliant for folks in wheelchairs to enjoy as well. Or, you know, if you couldn't get into the seat, I don't think you were able to use the ride. I think that might've been one of the reasons. Oh, but interesting. It, yeah. And I, that makes sense. Uh, but, you know, maybe in the future they can kind of incorporate that for maybe they'll do a, a mermaid type thing because it was cool going underneath the water yeah i'm curious about that because i wonder like in the one in disneyland like i said which is based on you know finding nemo or whatever the ships seem roughly the same so i don't like but i guess maybe they just made some special seats for, for maybe or maybe it's just a retrofitting thing or maybe you know who knows yeah. but I, you know, I, I don't do. know it was interesting they, one of the articles i came across said that it was they, they shut it down because of expense yeah so maybe it was just too expensive to do whatever they needed to. yeah although like i said they have similar rides running now so but now they have more money than god so <laughs> maybe that's the difference as well i can see it being ex expensive to maintain anytime you have a thing that's underwater a mechanical device that's constantly underwater it's you know there's a lot of maintenance to keep it running so who knows who knows mm -hmm. um and so what what other rides do you well i was thinking since i just mentioned the skyway and yeah. you remember the skyway as well there used to be vaguely but i might just be confusing that with like a skyway with a ride at a local park so i think some of the parks around here used to have kind of like the gondola thing yeah that's true as well yes yeah i think they did over here um but no there used to be a skyway which is basically like a gondola from uh, fantasyland to tomorrowland oh that's fine but, so it was in orlando it was right outside of it's a small world you get on it there now there's bathrooms over there. So it's closer to the bathrooms than the actual, it's a small world, but you get on it and it would take you to Tomorrowland and you'd get off there somewhere just after Autotopia around there. What about, you know, one ride, it's not a ride, but one of the things that we did, um, probably one of the last years they had, it was Captain Nemo, Michael Jackson's ride. or okay. EO, Captain EO. Captain EO, Captain EO. Yeah. And that, you know, that was weird. I mean, I'm kind of glad I got to experience it just because it was, it was such a weird little movie. I mean, not little movie, it was a big movie. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just left the feeling confused, I guess is the best way to put it. I, 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 don't, I don't even know how to describe it because I can't, you know, if you ask me to summarize the story, I think um, Captain EO was trying to free people from like an evil queen or something it was you know it, um, it was something now was there a lot of uh, this is like a it was an interact it was a video it was like a video like a walkthrough or a show kind of no, 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 just a movie you'd go and you'd sit and you know it was it's 
pretty dated by today's standards. Um, but you could tell like when it was filmed, it was, you know, like imagine like an updated Wizard of Oz done by Steven Spielberg or George Lucas, I forget which one, with like an outer space type of thing. It was, it was really, you know, it was very well done, um, but it was a very strange, you know, it was dark. It was kind of a dark film. So, um, so interesting choices, I guess, would be the way to put it. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of things. Like it's funny, a lot of the lost stuff is Epcot, even though it's a newer park than Magic Kingdom. A lot of, a lot of the Epcot stuff is kind of turned over. Uh, well, and I guess that makes sense because, I mean, Epcot is, it's not really about nostalgia, right? It's more about future and changing things. And, you know, so I think that to me, that would make a lot of sense that um, that would have a lot more turnover because. Yeah, that is true. Changes, it's a good you know? point. Yeah. So I, the sky I mentioned also was at Disneyland too. And that also is, is no longer there as well. Uh, a lot of the fantasy world rides that I mentioned have, have passed. Uh, so there's a, there's a few of those. There's the Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. There's the Snow White Ride. Um, I don't know if you remember those or not, but the, I like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride because I read the story as a kid and it was kind of a fun ride because it was kind of a wild ride. It's still the same old, you're in a cart, you're on a track, but it had a lot more zipping and zagging than, than, the, than the other ones. And yeah, uh, I, yeah, and I remember going on Mr. Toad and I enjoyed that. And, you know, and one thing that confuses me, I hope I don't upset any uh, Peter Pan folks out there, is the line for the Peter Pan ride and the fascination with that. And I'm like, why does this persist yet like Snow White and Mr. Toad, which are kind of the same ride. And I think Mr. Toad was a little better, to be honest with you, you know, are, are cast off into Never Never Land. Can I say that? Yeah, sure. So, yeah. Yeah. I, well, I think for some people, I mean, I, I don't know if it's nostalgia that's being passed on from the parents to the kids or whatever. Cause I know like the first time I went on the Peter Pan ride, cause I didn't know anything about it. Um, and again, being older, like it's, it was kind of a kiddie ride. So I wasn't expecting much from it, but having experienced those kind of rides at locally, like there's not much to them. It's just a card on a track and it goes around. Um, so when all of a sudden you, you go up and you're flying over the city of London, like that's a really cool effect. Um, it's not quite as impressive now with all the CGI and all the other kind of things we have, but it's a, it's, it's a very good effect for its time. And I think it still has some kind of charm for people that, oh, sure. right. The lines are always huge for, for people. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's adorable and it's a fun thing, but I will, you know, I'll look and I'll see, wait, like a 90 minute wait for Peter Pan. All right, we'll keep it moving. I, you know, so it, I think it's one of those things that I don't quite fully get I understand the appeal, but I don't understand, you know, I think Mr. Toad was just kind of just as fun, but maybe folks aren't as connected as with Mr. Toad. I, I think that was the thing. Yeah, it was because it was an old story and it, and it hadn't been a huge part of the Disney canon, more or less. So there wasn't a big uh, association with that story for people. Now, for people who don't know, that's where the Winnie the Pooh ride is now in Disney World. And there's still some there's some little clues you can find about Mr. Toad. Some, they pay homage to these rides that no longer exist in different ways around the park. So uh, I forget what it is right by the Winnie the Pooh ride, but there is some reference to Mr. Toad there. And more famously, um, if you go to the Haunted Mansion, as you come out, there's a pet cemetery and Mr. Toad has a 
uh, a tombstone there as well, a little statue very, of Mr. Toad. Sorry, Mr. Toad. Yeah, and on the Nautilus ride, apparently there is a outline of a Nautilus somewhere in Ariel's grotto. Okay, well, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. A nice connection. Um, but, you know, what do they say? Like, change is growth, so okay. Uh, you know, one of the things that is now gone um, that I wasn't particularly sad to see go, because I, I think I didn't really experience it as a kid, but was Mickey's Toontown, that kind mm -hmm. of weird Mickey house. Uh, I think we took my daughter to it, and I, I didn't quite like it at all. Um, it just felt very weird. I don't know. It felt very like obviously it's a cartoon house, but I just I found it to be kind of off-putting. So when that went, I wasn't. I wasn't too, I wasn't like yeah, that was, it's interesting. That was a short-lived one, pretty much. Like, was, I think you know they were trying to do something a little different there. It didn't quite work out. Um, yeah, so it's not. It was not one of those old classic ones that people had a lot of nostalgia for. But it was uh, one, you know, mortgage for the kids, and it just didn't kind of take hold. Yeah. Yeah, we had mentioned the the Snow White ride. And it's another one that is no longer there. Yeah. The, but well, but Snow, what is, well, they have the, the mine ride now. Yes, right? they have the Seven Dwarfs mine ride. So that's actually a lot more exciting. That, well, that is a lot more exciting, yeah. <laughs> yeah, people know the, the Snow White one, the big draw there, and it's funny, I have, uh, like, my best friend who went every year since it opened, that his whole family would go, and I hear all these stories, but the, so that ride had scared him, and, that, you know, Disney, like, their movies, it, there's a lot of scary parts in some of, some of the, the animated movies in the early days when you go back to Snow White and Bambi and things like that. And so on the ride, like there's this one particular place where you come to or whatever, I think the, the witch just turns around like out of nowhere. Yeah. And so it, it scared my friend and that was like <laughs> a story for years about that. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the, that was kind of the power of some of those Disney stories was that balance that they sure. have. Well, I gotta tell you a little off the subject of rides, but I remember, um, you know, I think one of my favorite kind of interactions with the characters was one time um, Cinderella's stepmother and the sisters were kind of walking around and you know my daughter was very shy and she told me my daughter whispered to me she's like tell, tell them to be nice to Cinderella she's maybe about five and <laughs> so I said to them my daughter said you need to be nice to Cinderella and they turned and they said, well, you need to tell Cinderella to be nice to us because look at all the things that she's done. She's stolen our things and they had a whole <laughs> transgressions. And I was like, you know what? You ladies aren't wrong. So maybe we needed like a Cinderella stepsister ride because I think that could be a hoot. So that would be interesting. Yeah, see from the other perspective. Exactly. Yeah. They were it's, I'm just saying. Because yeah, they're, they're doing that a little bit with their movies now. Like they're trying to kind of, not necessarily rehab the evil villains, but they're getting more into like the backstory of these right, evil right. villains and kind of justifying their behavior a little bit. So that would be an interesting yeah. angle, the, the evil stepsisters. So, yeah. Maybe that could, maybe when they could get rid of something um, and they could replace it with a stepsister ride. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll set up a meeting with them and talk to them about it. So I think that would be fun. Yeah, yeah it's also funny that they talk, whereas most of the yeah. characters, they, they don't let talk. No, no, they talked and they had personality and, you know, weren't, af weren't afraid to kind of give it back a little bit. And, you know, it, it was, they were good. I got to say, thumbs up. I didn't yeah, no. ever seen them after that. Maybe they got in trouble, but 
was a good time. Yeah, I don't recall seeing them at all lately. Yeah, I don't know if they're still around. I mean, the princesses are obviously still around in the parades and yeah, some yep. of these signings. But uh, yeah, the other one I know I noticed a lot is, and I can't remember if he talks or not, but Gaston. Yep. When he appears, like he's always putting on a show and acting just like the character and kind of bragging. I think, I think he's talks. Does he not yeah, have you yeah, seen yeah. him? Absolutely. We got pictures with him and yeah, no, totally just, you know, he's channeling the character and yeah. Um, so he's, he's kind of also a fun one that if you ever get a chance to chat with that, yeah. you know, he'll, he'll be silly. So, and then, you know, who else? Um, I know we're, we're talking Lost Rise. We're getting off track for a moment, but <laughs> went, I'm not a Star Wars person, but we saw the, Who's like the new Star Wars villain guy? Not Darth Vader. The... Oh, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren, yeah, yeah. And so Kylo Ren was another one. He um, was talking to my daughter. She was maybe about 10. We're getting the picture taken. And he was like trying to recruit her to the dark side. <laughs> and so I said, hey, well, what about me? What is this, age discrimination? And then he just told me to leave. So <laughs> <laughs> So it was good. Um, that's all, you know, I think that's, it's nice when they can kind of break out of kind of the, or break into the character a little bit with you and, and goof around, so. Hmm. Now, right. I don't know if you remember this one, it's on the list here, the extraterrestrial alien encounter. I do not remember that. I looked that up and I said, I have no idea. That might've been like, you know, there was a lot, I didn't go to Disney for a long time. So that might've been in the window that I was, Yes. Yeah. We both have this big window like that. So, yeah. That one I remember because I was there when that first was there and it didn't last very long before they changed it. So for people who don't, aren't familiar with the ride, it's where it's now uh, Stitches. I think it's Stitches. Oh yeah. Yeah. Lilo and Stitch, the Stitch adventure thing. Yeah. I think they closed that though, right? They just, they just did. Yes. Right. So this, so the remnants of this ride, who knows what's going to, if there's going to be any remnants of this anymore. But uh, yeah, Stitch's Great Escape is what, yes. what, it, what it was until recently. But in the initial version of it, so it's very much this, if you're familiar with the Stitch's Great Escape, it's basically the same plot, except instead of Stitch, it's actually the alien uh, from the movie Alien, more or less, or something very similar to it. Right. And yes. that yes. was more terrifying because okay. like in the Stitch's one, like you get his bad breath and stuff, but when you, when the, in the extra terrestrial alien encounter, it's the breath of that monster, like breathing on your <laughs> neck, like, and then they drool on you. And it was, it was, it was a really good. And it was one of the first ones too, where you kind of had um, multi-sense uh, adventure there where they, they, they're hitting you with smells and feelings and moisture and stuff. So it was, and you're in the dark, you you couldn't see at all, like at some point in this ride when the alien breaks out. Uh, so it was very effective. Scott, were there, we talked about rides, but what about attractions? Are there any attractions that you remember that are, are no longer with us? Um, you mean uh, attractions as in rides or other stuff? Yeah, yeah I don't, I'm trying to think. I don't recall anything. I mean, the, the bears are still there and the tiki birds and kind of all those types of things. I don't think they've Okay. Now I was going to say, you mentioned the bear, you mentioned the, the country bears are still there, but they're not in Disneyland. Like they took them out of Disneyland, which okay. I think is just kind of a bar. I didn't notice that when I was in Disneyland, but 
that's a ride that still really charms people. Like I still go on it almost just to watch the audience as much as, you know, watching it for myself. Cause everybody, they clap along that the songs are still very catchy. You know, it's a, it's a nice little show. Yeah. I, I think the bit, you know, it's funny. My mother's not a very, or when I was growing up, she was not a very patient person with kind of cartoon stuff. And she also had no idea what most of these things at, at Disney world were. And so we took her in to see the bears and she got very upset by that. She was like, what is this? Who are these? What is going on? She had very little patience. <laughs> the country bear jamboree she's like i'm not seeing those bears ever again so my mom would not be disappointed yeah so that's gone the other thing that wasn't really a, a ride but is sort of it was, well, it was transportation i guess it was part of an experience it was the 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 mike fink keel boats i don't know if you remember those no what were those so those are you know uh, transportation around uh, the river of, of, of the Americas there. So you have Tom Sawyer Island. Yep. You had a couple ways of getting over there. You had the the big raft kind of thing that right, right. gets yep. on motors over there. Yeah. They also had these Mike Fink keelboats, which are a little smaller. They were kind of weird shaped things, but they're very authentic to being like on a, on a river back in the Mississippi in the 1800s or whatever. Um, but apparently one of them tipped over. And uh, I don't think any, I think everybody nobody died or anything, but you know, like Can't have that. people end up getting cast into the water. So they 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 got rid of them after that. But I do remember that, and it added a certain flavor. Really added some authenticity to the the experience there. And I was also kind of a big Tom Sawyer. I, you know, knew the book, and I liked Tom Sawyer Island. I like being able to run around over there. Do you remember Honey I Shrunk the Audience? Or was that? No, because I think that was in my blackout years. Oh. Disney, so that I missed that. Um, did it, you ever go on that or? I didn't. I did not. The only thing I can relate to it is kind of I don't know if you remember Hollywood Studios had sort of a Honey I Shrunk the Kids uh, playground area. Okay. It was yes. kind of an interactive experience. So you could go in, and everything was obviously very big to make you feel very small. And that's basically what the, the Honey I Shrunk the Audience was, except it's a ride where you're going through it. And in a way, if you if you read about it, it sounds a lot, not a lot, but at least similar to kind of your experience with the Ratatouille ride. Right. In the sense that, you know, you're kind of at ground level and everything is big and you get that perspective. So, yes, yeah, so that's a ride that's uh, no longer there. A more recent one, which I think you probably will remember, is Maelstrom, which got replaced for uh, a frozen ride in, in Epcot. It was where Norway is I, you know what i think i missed that i don't know why i never gone i never went on it but for some reason we just never went on it maybe when we were there they had closed it to switch it over what went on with that ride was that fun was that like a little adventure ride or was it kind of it was it was a pretty good ride for epcot for the for the uh the world pavilion you know how like mexico has a ride there's not a lot of rides there right there's i think it's mainly just mexico and norway Right. I don't think any other countries have one, although France is going to get the Ratatouille ride. Right. Um, so the Mexican one. So I thought the, the Maelstrom was a better ride out of the two. Then, and, and you get on these boats that are very like Viking like boats. Better ride than the new Frozen or better ride? A no, better ride than the, Mexico. the Mexico ride. Okay. Because uh, the Mexico is kind of, you don't really get much of a flavor of Mexico other than at the beginning. Right. Because um, it's, it's all. It, yeah. Donald Duck and the Three Amigos, and there's some movie clips of little brief scenes of Mexico itself. But 
the ride itself doesn't really recreate Mexico that well. Whereas the, the Norway ride kind of gave you more of a flavor of being in Norway. And I thought it was pretty good. And the, the frozen ride, um, you know, it copies, it, it keeps the exact same track. There's a part where it goes backwards is exactly what happened in the, in the Norway ride. Um, so, I mean, they did a good job with it. I mean, if you like Frozen, you're going to love the Frozen ride. Although I think in some ways, I think the, the Norway, the Maelstrom was actually a better ride. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I just don't remember ever going on it. Or if we did, it just wasn't super memorable it was years mm. ago. Um, what about, hey, here's a question. What, what's a ride that you think needs to go? Can we, should we switch gears and talk about that? Like if we had to pick one ride that we said, no, the, the time has come, let's move on. Oh, that's a good question. So, you know, to your point, um, like places like Epcot, it's supposed to change. And even the Magic Kingdom and Disneyland, when Walt first built it or opened it, he said like he imagined the park would always be changing. Like it's never going to be finished. It'll always be changing and, and evolving. But for the, you know, the Magic Kingdom, so people have a lot of nostalgia there, so they don't want to change a lot of those rides. But Epcot, like you said, is right for it. I can't believe, I thought they were getting rid of it, but it's still there, figments of the yeah, imagination. That, that was gonna be my pick. Yeah, I mean, I never understood why that ride was popular. And I, I never actually, I don't think I ever went on until a few years ago, because I thought it was going away. And I said, well, I better go see it before it goes away. And I've been on it a few times now. And I was like, I, this is just such a waste of time. <laughs> I, yeah, I am with you on that. And I have, <clears throat> excuse me, I had never gone on it. I didn't know who or what figment was. And um, I think we were there with our, our last trip it was the first time I'd ever gone on it. And I was with my daughter and my husband and I'm like, all right, we'll go on this. And I'm like thinking like, what, what is this? This is, I don't find this funny. It's, I don't find it particularly interesting. My daughter loved it. And then our good buddy, Sean, Sean S. I reported back that I, I was a little irritated by this figment ride. And he pretty much ripped my head off stating that it was the greatest ride ever. And figment is fabulous. And I had no idea what he was talking about. So maybe there, there's a group of folks out there that love Figment and- um, There are, there definitely are, yes. I don't get it. Because was he, a, what was he? Was he a cartoon or did he just show up for this thing? I had- Yeah, yeah, so, so have you, you said you went on it or you yeah, didn't yeah, go on it? Yeah, I went on it, but, yeah. I, but like in the, in the greater world beyond- He didn't I, exist before the ride. Okay, so he wasn't like a character no. that made, okay. So the, the Figment is the ride, the ride is Figment. That's the end of the story. Yes. Wow. Okay. That is it. I think they had hopes that it would be a popular character and they would you yeah. know, sell dolls and well, they do sell dolls of it, I think, but it never, I don't think it had much of a life outside of the ride itself. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't know. Maybe there's this, maybe it's, you know, how on Facebook, sometimes you see like, is this a blue dress or is this a gray dress? Mm -hmm. Maybe that's figment. Maybe like people fall into two. Yeah. Do you love it or hate it? <laughs> You know, in between. So. Yeah, because I was complaining about that to, to my friend I mentioned who was a big Disney person. They go all the time and he loves Pigment. And I was like, I, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't get it either. So. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, so that's definitely one that I would do. I would do, and you're going to make fun of me for this one. Um, you know, I love the Carousel of Progress. Yes. I wish they would update. I don't want them to get rid of it. I just wish they would update it. Because initially, when they opened, and I think it was done for the World's Fair in 1960 or whatever. So it was basically every 20 years. So the first scene is 1900s, roughly. Next one's 1920s, 1940s, 1960s. And, you know, you see a lot of change in that period. The tech, pace of technology, there were huge changes in those 20-year periods. Now, like, technology changes faster, but it's not as 
seismic, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, we have phones that we, that are basically computers, but it's still phone. You know, we still have phones. We still have cars. We don't have flying cars. We, you know, whereas from 1900 to 1960, you went from, you know, not having electricity and running water to have flying, you know, so those are, are bigger changes. Um, and they update the last segment. And even that one hasn't been updated in a while. So it's like 1900, 1920, 1940. Now it's like 1990. Right. You know, it's like, why don't you do it night? You can keep two of them. You keep 1900, 1940, and then do like 1980. Cause that'd be kind of cool to see retro. What was things were like in the eighties for people to remember. And then now, you know, 2020. So I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with you on that, that I, mm-hmm. I do think it probably needs to go, but I think if it needs to stay, they need to keep it perfectly intact the way it is. Yeah. I mean, that's the fun of like making fun of how outdated the whole thing is. Well, I guess. So in that way, I'd go the other way though, that they should change the last segment back to the okay. original segment. Keep, keep the earlier goofy stuff. But if they do, I want the last segment to be just as hokey as like the 1960 segment. Yeah. You know, like, Cause that's kind of the, you know, to me, that's the only fun part of that is, kind of laughing at it and being like oh look at this Ooh, Andrea laughing at their ride I gotta do it <laughs> um if I had to pick a ride that should go uh the Astro Orbiter don't understand it I, it's mainly you get a nice view yeah, I was up there one time during fireworks it was great exactly uh, exactly that's, I think I've, I've maybe gone on it twice and one time it was it was night the they had lit up the castle there was fireworks going off that was kind of cool but mm. aside from that 15 minute window of time i don't understand the appeal of that at all so i would say maybe yeah Yeah, there's there's a good point there in that you know a lot of these rides they were better versions of the rides that you had at your local amusement park or carnival right so like astro every place had a place sort of like the astro orbiter uh you know maybe wasn't that high off the ground like that one is but there was something like that and just like the the other rides with the cars that you go through and the tracks and speaking of that, like the Autotopia ride, that is like the worst oh, yeah. motorized car ride. <laughs> like either update it or, or get rid of it. You know, there's a lot of real estate there they could do a lot with if they got rid of that ride. So the one thing I'll say about the uh, Autotopia is it is, if you're a little kid, it's probably pretty exciting because you do feel like you're actually driving the car. So, yeah. all right. Um, yeah, but Astro Orbiter, just for the line and for the weight, I just, I never understand the appeal of that, but okay, to each their own. Yeah, but even with the Autotopia thing, like they, they can make it better. Like they can still let the kids drive it because it's on a track. That's true. You can make those cars a little better and a little more modern. Well, I mean, they, they're loud and they smell and they don't go fast. And yeah, so I mean, maybe they could update it to solar or something, or electric cars. Or I don't know. Well, the loud is kind of part of the fun of driving a car. Well, you know? It always smells like gasoline. Well, that, yeah, sure. They could maybe do something about that. Kind of like all the fun of the go-kart without actually the fun of the go-kart, I guess. Mm-hmm. So... All right. Well, I think we've covered most of the, the rides that we have experience with. So we'll wrap this up. I'm going to throw just a few out there for our listeners and maybe we'll come back and revisit this for some of the, the Disneyland rides that you know we, you and I haven't been on that no longer exist. Like they had these phantom boats uh, and uh, also these flying saucers. The flying saucers look like they're more like bumper car kind of ride. And then they had the Rainbow Cavern Mine Train. It's interesting that the train over in Disneyland like did a lot more interesting things. Like even now, there's still remnants of where you kind of go through and you see dinosaurs, and yep. uh, which is kind of cool. And they also made like a Big Thunder Ranch when they made 
the big Thunder Railroad over there, and that ranch uh, no longer exists. So it'd be cool to get somebody who maybe knows uh, who's a California kid and spent a lot of time over there and could do some of those rides. But I think we've covered pretty much the all the big ones in so. Disney World that uh, people liked more or less and that no longer exist. Well, Scott, should we uh, wrap this up? I think we should uh, wrap this up in our usual style, Andrea. Okay. See, See you real soon. Oh, man.